Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the other Everest. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is uh, myself, Allie Stone, and uh, my co-host, David Urban. Together, uh, we are so happy to be back here with you this week. And um, we were doing a little reflecting on our interview last week. So if you had a listen in, we had a guest on, which was really amazing. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, And her name was Annette Stanwyck. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I would suggest you give it a listen after this. And one of the things that Annette is very passionate about in her life is, I might almost use the word transformation um, and helping people move through pain and suffering into their lives, into into a better way of being. And so it just got me thinking about the choices, you know, that we make in our lives. And Dave, I'll let let you chime in here in a second, but I'm just, I spent some time reflecting on what it means to make the choices we do, because I know quite often we make choices unconsciously, right? We make them uh, not intentionally and we make so many choices every day. And, you know, if you if you read, you know, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits or anything like that, he would, he would explain that to you. But um, I think as leaders and on this authentic journey, sometimes we can get a little caught up in the choices that we've made in the past that maybe weren't as good as we would have hoped or <laughs> wished they could have been and kind of get caught up in that 
past sense rather than realizing that every moment is fresh and new and we can choose again. And I think that that was one of the really um, beautiful things that Annette inspired me to think about. Um, I know I try to think about that quite often. And I know Dave, you would say it'd be like making the choice from bitter to better, right? It's kind of like moving past and into this, this new reality uh, for yourself. And I think that that is just very incredible. And I, I wanted to explore it a little with you today and just kind of get your thoughts around it. So thanks for being here with me as always. It's always an honor to be here with you, Allie. Do you know what comes to my mind is lately I have been looking at the world through a mythological end and through a, a mythological lens. I've been looking at the world through a mythological lens. And it's a different lens than psychology because if you look at the world from a psychological perspective, then we have problems that need to be fixed. And I'm gonna take this whole notion of choices perhaps down a different path because I, I love the notion of choices. But if a, a psychological lens treats the world as we have a problem and then we fix it, and we pathologize, which at times is appropriate, but I, there's another set of lenses to look at our lives through, and it's through what's called a mythological lens. And the older I get, the more attracted I am to the mythological rather than the psychological. And the mythological was, was presented to the world through a man named Joseph Campbell who is a mythologist and an anthropologist, among many other things, who studied a variety of cultures. And he wrote a book in 1947 called A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he introduced the notion of a mytho mythological journey. And then he became good friends with a guy named George Lucas. And he lived on George Lucas's ranch and inspired George Lucas with the whole Star Wars series. And what the Star Wars series, as every great story, is that it's a mythological journey. And it starts with a, a departure from the ordinary and then, a, and then a, a hero's journey along the way and you meet allies and you have to be creative and then you come back and make the world better. That's a very shortened version of the hero's journey. But if you look at the, the society through the lens of mythology, here's the question that you ask yourself. If your life was a, a book right now, what would its title be? And if your life was a book, what chapter are you in right now? And so Annette in our last session talked about these two very horrible experiences when she was in this horrific car accident and when her brother was murdered and those were chapters in her book. And going through those chapters, I, I think of my own brother dying and that chapter in my life and the therapy that I needed to get and the grief counseling and the support that I needed to, to get to come through that. But if I look at my life as a book, these are chapters and the choices that we make create chapters in our life that lead to another chapter that needs leads to another chapter. 
And it's never over until it's over. And we, I, I, I really do believe we need to be conscious of the choices that we're making, but that we can actually leave one chapter and make a choice to make a new chapter. Not to make the old chapter wrong because the old chapter actually was there to help you get to where this chapter is. And that you begin to see this whole life journey as a mythology rather than as a good or bad or something that we need to fix, um, rather than a place of awareness that we're evolving and growing. Now that's a lot of rambling. Did that? Did any of that speak to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a couple notes while you were talking there. So I had some thoughts around uh, the start of this hero's journey um, and kind of, I can maybe tie this into the choices too, and then we can hopefully have a good thre- through thread, but um, the start of a hero's journey is leaving your familiar world behind. You, you like step out into the unknown, right? And then you kind of have to find your new community or however you want to describe this hero's journey, or you have to find your new path. And um, so you talk about, you know, how one chapter is not good or bad. I think um, maybe we tend to think that way as we're in transformation. So if you think of the hero's journey as chapter upon chapter, you are actually in the hero's journey on every chapter. (laughs) And as you end one chapter, you transform. And I think as leaders, this is crucial. to be aware of as part of your authentic journey, understanding that you're probably not going to be the type of leader you were in chapter three, moving into chapter four. And that's neither good nor bad, but you need to embrace it, right? And that's how the transformation happens. So that was what was kind of going through my head as you were saying it. It's like this um, very cool experience. So, but I think where I was, you know, if I'm, I'm going to tie it back to your mythological, um, there have been many chapters in my life that the page has turned and I haven't paid a lot of attention in that transformation. And I think there's a lot of power in paying attention and being present and uh, feeling <laughs> the feelings and uh, embracing what's happening. I don't know. What do you think about that? With compassion Mm, and acceptance. And that's very clear about that in our lab, in our last episode, that this process of acceptance, if you take a look, you're, you're, it's beautiful. You're taking a look at the beautiful journey of the transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Because this is what you're all about, is you're all about beauty and bringing beauty to the world and people make the world beautiful. Well, if you look at the transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly, there is a stage in there where the, where the caterpillar is mush. Like if you took a picture of that, you would say this entity needs help. And we're going to send this mush to a psychologist and go and get you go to get you fixed or worse yet you could kill it by cutting it off the branch 
and discarding it because it's mush, but it's actually a chapter that's necessary on the journey to becoming a butterfly. And what if we could embrace the mush in our lives? What we call mush, what we label as sick, or as we label as damaged or hurt, what if we could actually embrace them as a necessary part in the journey to be who we are meant to be? And let's embrace that instead of holding on to the caterpillar because the caterpillar happens to look better than the mush. So who wants to go through the mush but it's necessary in the transformation. Well, it's just like you say, when one door closes, another one opens. But what they don't talk about <laughs> is that it's hell in the corridor or mushy, right? <laughs> so um, I think that's so important. And, you know, Annette talked about that too, right? Like not being afraid to feel, to embrace those feelings and to accept them. I was, uh, so this is kind of funny that we're talking about this, but I started writing a little blog post last night. I didn't quite finish it. Um, <clears throat> but I was just thinking about the times I want to turn and run, right? And how either I do that <laughs> or I don't. And sometimes I'm present enough to realize, and sometimes it's an automatic reaction. And I turn and run from that hurt, and it might take me a little bit to come back and work through it. And I understand that there's appropriate times, but I think something in us as humans does that. I'm not sure what that is or why I'm still really trying to pinpoint it within myself, but I have this, I don't know, auto switch <laughs> that when something hard happens, I, I just want to be like, turn around, walk away. <laughs> I'll come back and deal with that later. Right. And um, <clears throat> it's not really uh, embracing. So I've been working on that personally and trying to figure out what that journey looks like for myself and how to understand what my trigger is that makes me want to turn and run so that I can lean more into that because I know the experience is more beautiful on the other side, even if it is a little mushy and stinky in the middle. <laughs> it comes full circle to where we started around choices. And um, I think it's, I don't think it's pathological. I think it's a human tendency to avoid pain I mean, this is how we survive is to avoid the hard stuff. But one of the reasons that I respect you so much is that you have the courage to face the hard stuff. If it wouldn't be a well-lived life, a, a well life if it were all easy. And the fact that you look at the hard stuff and make the choice to go through it makes you the kind of leader that you are, that you can impact the people in the way that you do. I watched how you impacted people in that masterclass last week with your stories. And um, you would not have been able to tell those stories with the level of depth that you did had you not faced these harder parts of your life and been willing, as much as it's tempting to avoid it, you have been willing to have the courage to go through it. And honestly, Allie, it's what's made you who you are. A very powerful, powerful teacher. Thank you. 
that's very kind. Not of to you. mention your leadership ability. <laughs> well, I would also say I get the same from you. So <laughs> you are not afraid to embrace the hard stuff, and you remind me of that, <laughs> which is important. So we support each other on that journey too, which is really good. So um, there's something to you know having that community as leaders that supports each other and uh, and finding out what that is for you. And and uh, Dave and I have been really lucky to find that in each other too, so. Well, we're yeah. in a messy time right now. You know, we, we don't know, we don't have certainty about when this thing is gonna be over. We don't even know what over looks like. We have a lot of fear and um, we have a lot that we don't have control over. And it's a formula for what many psychologists would call dysregulation of our emotions and we really need a community to know that we're not alone here and that we're walking through this a day at a time and that we will have an opportunity here and we have an opportunity to make the choice to make this to make us all better through this journey let's not waste the crisis yes great talking to you as always Allie. thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of the other everest it's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it, or subscribe, or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.